In the Study. A Church of Life and Praise original series. Produced in association with Heart Piercer Studio. Episode 2. Welcome again to In the Study. This is Pastor Pastor Hurd from the Church of Life and Praise, and we're so glad that you joined us again. And we're going to continue uh, in our lesson, okay, that I may know him. And in our last lesson, we talked about um, Jeremiah and God saying that um, he wasn't so interested in you uh, having all kinds of skills and everything like that. He does give all of that and everything. But what he was interested in is that Uh, We glory in this, that he understands and knows me personally and practically, directly discerning and recognizing my character, that I am the Lord who practices loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth, uh, for in these I delight, says the Lord. And, of course, our theme is uh, Philippians 3.10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, and being conformed to his death. I'd like to uh, share with you, uh, just briefly, probably in this lesson, uh, examples uh, of an intimate, personal uh, relationship with God. First of all, we have Noah. And Noah, we know that Noah, the Bible says, had favor with God. And uh, Genesis 6, 8 says, but Noah found grace, favor with God. In other words, Noah had a relationship with God. All the world was going topsy-turvy. I mean, the very embryonic state of their mind was evil, the Bible says continually. But it said, and God was saying, I'm going to destroy the earth. But then there was a man, a man out of all of this chaos. Does this sound familiar? But in all of this chaos, there was a man. You and I can be that man or woman that in all of this chaos that's round about us, standing and having a relationship with God, okay? And Noah had an intimate relationship with God. He knew God. And then God began to instruct him. And this is what happens uh, when you uh, come to that point where you are hungry enough for God to spend time with God, then God begins to talk to you. And he begins to share his secrets and his loves and his desires Uh, And he wants to use you and partnership with you as an instrument. Then the next one is Abraham. Abraham was called a friend of God. In Isaiah 41, 8, says, But you, Israel, the descendants of Abraham, my friend. He was talking to Israel. And then he was sharing with Israel, saying, Look, your father is my friend. And so, uh, and, and, and um, another place when uh, uh, the angel was going, he left Abraham and was going on down to Sodom and Gomorrah and um, was going to destroy the city. And, and, and as, as he, and, um, and we find out that Abraham detained God, and there was such a relationship between Abraham and God that God, that Abraham really talked to God and, and said, you know, uh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself um, in the story. Uh, Abraham and God was walking along. I mean, in angelic form. God was there in angelic form, walking along. And, and God said to himself, well, he said, 
shouldn't I share what I'm going to do with Abraham? He said, uh, he uh, observes everything I say, he listens to what I say, and, and uh, I, I want to share my intimate um, desires and aims and plans with him. And so he shared uh, his plans and told Abraham that he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And, of course, we know that there was Lot there. Now, Lot uh, had, was, was the other. He was more interested in, in gain. He was more interested in getting, getting uh, his business and his, all of that built up, even to the fact of losing his own family. So, but Abraham had an intimate relationship with God. And so Abraham knew God. And so then Abraham goes into intercession and praying for uh, for uh, a deliverance. And, you know, he said, if there'll be 20, if there'll be, you know, 10, if there'll be whatever. He goes down the line. And God and Abraham such, had such a relationship that God listened. Now, this is the, the, the uh, Jehovah. This is the one who created the earth. The one that's the creator of the earth. I mean, that spoke and things came into existence. He was taking time okay, to be with Abraham. Well, this is exactly what God wants to do with us. In fact, when God created man, that's, what, that's why he created him. He wanted partnership. He wanted relationship. He wanted someone that he could work with, that he could fellowship with. And you know, the thing with it is, and we're going to probably get into that later, but the thing with it is, God wants fellowship more with us than we want fellowship with him. Okay? Uh, so, uh, and then another uh, um, a verse here, James 2, 23 says, uh, the New King James says, and the scriptures were fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Wow, to be called a friend of God. And I like what Jesus said to the disciples. He said, you're no longer my servants. You know, you don't share things with servants. And sometimes we take the place of a servant. We, we sit down and take it. And, and, so, and, and because we are contented to s sit there in that place and position of being a servant, you know, well, I'm just a servant. You know, I'm just this. No, no, no. We can have a relationship where God and I, or God and you, can be friends, where we share. You share things with friends. Sit down with a cup of coffee and you share things with friends. So uh, Abraham was called uh, a friend of God. And then Moses... God knew Moses' name. And I mean, not just, oh, you know, he's Moses. No, but God knew Moses' name. God knew him by name. You know, I want to tell you uh, a little story about a situation. Uh, I, I used to work in, in uh, the uh, uh, Ellsworth Hospital. And uh, at the time, uh, I'm not going to tell you the, the year because I'll tell, tell them my age. But uh, uh, back along in my time when I was work, was here in Ellsworth and doing, uh, you know, working in the church and also had to work. And uh, they had a, a physician uh, that was there. And uh, he, um, he was very good. I'm not going to tell you his name either. But um, uh, he, uh, I, 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 they was going to train me to, to go into the operating room and to work there, you know, you pass the instruments to the instruments to the phys physician that's doing the work. I, I I can't remember what the name of it is. The, my position was going to be, and so I went in, scrubbed up, unassuming, went in, put put all the the necessary clothing on, anything else to go in, and I just stood there and I watched them. Okay, handing I watched the assistant there handing the instruments, and that's what I was training for. So I never said a word. The doctor never spoke to me. 
Never said a word to me. Never said, I'm glad you're here. Never said thank you. Never said anything. And so when I got all through, you know, took my scrubs off, went out and went back on the floor to do my uh, regular work as orderly or, or NA. And um, uh, so one day I met uh, this particular doctor in the hall. And he goes, hi, Jim. And I said, and I said, well, hi, doctor. And I called him by name. And so I was just, I was, wow. I mean, he knows my name. And I, uh, I, went, I went out to one of my, uh, my uh, you know, uh, workers that, that I worked with, and I said, Dr. So-and-so just called me by name. He, he, he knows my name. And I said, he never even spoke to me when I was in the operating room. How do you know my name? And they looked at me and they said, if Dr. So-and-so knows your name, you are on his good list. He doesn't know a lot of people by name. And this is where Moses was. Moses was on God's good list. And we can be there too. I mean, it says, God knew Moses by name. So in Exodus 33, 17, so the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace or favor in my sight, and I know your name. Now that must have made Moses feel good, that the God of the universe knew God, knew Moses personally. Then John, the apostle, and they call him the apostle whom Jesus loved. There was a, there was a, a strong relationship there between uh, Jesus and, and John. And uh, in John 13, 23 and 24, and I'm reading from the NIV, one of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. This was when they were at the Last Supper and they were uh, having, uh, you know, the, the feast together just before his crucifixion. 24, uh, Simon Peter motioned to the disciple and said, ask him which one he means. And so in other words, John, he knows you. He knows you, but he knows me. And he said, ask him, he'll tell you because, you know, you're his friend. And uh, so all biblical, all biblical scholars strongly identify this as John. The incident took place, like I said, at the Last Supper. Now, John was at the cross uh, and the only disciple there. All the rest were in hiding. But John was at the cross in John 19, 26, and 27. John was at the tomb, John 22 uh, and 9. And John was the first one there to go into the tomb. And then um, John was at the resurrection in John 21, 1. And John was the author of the book of John, of course. Okay? Now, what am I saying? Uh, he's saying, God is saying, don't, Pride yourself and all the skills and all the and how much you know the Bible and all of this. He said, pride yourself in the fact that God knows you. And that's what God so so Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord. That was put your confidence in God with all your heart. Lean not on or support yourself with your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. I want to tell you something. If you will acknowledge God in everything you do and everything you say, in all of your ways, God will acknowledge you in all of his ways. And the word know there, and this is, this is what we're getting into, this is the word is in our text, means to know by observation, investigation, reflection, or firsthand experience. 
I want to read that again. The word know uh, means to know by observation, investigation, reflection, and firsthand experience. We need to strive to observe God, understand His ways. His ways are marvelous, okay? We need to investigate. How do we investigate? We get in His Word, and we listen to what He's saying. And then reflection, we reflect on His Word. We reflect on... Uh, uh, if there's a message that's preached in, in, in the pulpit and, and it touches your heart, go home and look up the scriptures. You know, the, the, the best way to really learn the Bible is you're not going to be able to get all the notes that your pastor or an evangelist or whatever speaks, but write down the scriptures. Then go home and read those scriptures. And while you're reading those scriptures, some of the context and the content of that person that's preaching will come back to you, then you can make your personal notes. Don't necessarily try to get all the all he's saying written down because you'll miss the message. But when it comes time, write down the scriptures. That's reflection. Then you can go back and reflect. And then our firsthand experience. Remember and recall and journal the intimate relationships that you have with God in prayer. You need a time of prayer. You need a time where you and he get all alone with God, and there he speaks to you. And when he speaks, stop. Write that down, what he has said to you, or even if a vision comes to you or a dream. And I'm telling you, you can tell a, a dream from God, okay, this at least I can, than just an ordinary dream. I mean, we have all kinds of dreams, okay? But when a, you get a dream from God, you never forget it. You never forget it. There are dreams that I know come from God, and I can remember to this day exact things that happened in that dream. Every time I think about it, it comes all comes back to me, and I can actually, in my mind's eye, see it again. So it says, the word uh, acknowledge there in, in, in Proverbs that I just read, okay, uh, is this, is, uh, is, the, is the Hebrew word yada, and it, elsewhere it's translated, known to know. and But then we talk about the highest, and this is what it's talking about, what I just said, by observation, investigation, reflection, and first-hand knowledge. But the highest level of knowing is yada, and it means direct, intimate contact as in marriage. And it's applied to a spiritual contact, it suggests intimacy with God in praise, you can get lost in praise and worship. Don't be afraid of praise. Don't care how loud it gets or whatever. Worship and praise Him. When you're coming, get lost in His praise. Do this in your private study, okay? All right? And prayer that conceives and births blessing and victories. And we have been studying uh, in, in our Wednesday night's Bible studies the five levels of intercessory prayer, and, and it's powerful, it's powerful, and we've been, we've been studying and studying them, and, and I'm not going through to list them now, but I mean, it is, it, there, is, there is degrees of prayer, okay? And uh, so it's been awesome. You can get carried away in prayer until God speaks to with Scripture, speaks to in vision, uh, just, just begins to talk to you, and I'm telling you, uh, God can also talk audibly to you. These are all aspects and part of knowing God. 
you know, not just coming to church and, you know, singing three or four songs and getting a little touch and then going home and, you know, what maybe you get into the Word of God. But there are some habits that are good that you need to get into. One is a time with God, okay? Prayer. Another is into the Word with prayer. Another is learning how to worship and in and, and demonstrative worship, free worship, raising your hands, worshiping the Lord, worshiping the Lord and speaking with other tongues. Yes, we do believe in speaking with other tongues. Okay? And that is a ministry of the Holy Spirit that takes you into the very uh, or throne room of God. All right? And so applied to a spiritual context is just this. Intimacy with God in praise, worship, and prayer that, listen to this, that conceives and births blessings and victories. Each one of the examples I mentioned had a deep, intimate relationship with God. I'm talking about these men. You can have that same kind of a relationship. You can look at Moses and say, oh, was he wonderful. And John, oh, he was an apostle. Abraham, he was the father of, 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 of nations and became the father of many nations. And then Noah. All right? So, uh, but, your name can be put there too. You don't have to be doing great feats, but you can have a relationship with God. And there are many, I mean, there was one man in the Bible that prayed for Paul. Okay, I think his name was Ananias. He prayed for, that's the first time you hear of Ananias, and that's the only time you heard of Ananias. But Ananias had a relationship with God because God selected him knowing that he would do what God asked him to do, to go to Paul. That was a big thing for him to go to Paul. I mean, Paul was, was taking Christians and killing them. Now he was supposed to go to Paul and tell him that, uh, you know, he wanted to pray for him and had a word for him. Wow, that's quite a step uh, for him to do that. But he did. But it showed the relationship. God trusted Ananias to go to him, to go to Paul. Paul, I mean, God trusted him to do that. And Paul, I mean, Ananias did that. Okay? So, if in all our ways we maintain yada, that's direct intimate contact with God, he promises to direct our paths toward fruitful and begetting, uh, life-begetting endeavors. I've, what I've just said uh, previously. Daniel 11.32 says, But the people who know intimately that God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Now here comes the signs and wonders and miracles. When you have that time with God, then God is going to speak to you and God is going to direct you to people that are in need and have need and you can step in. We are also um, t uh, studying in, um, in on Wednesday nights is becoming the gospel. And this is only, I mean, you're not going out there and with among the people, you're not going to win them with cute little cliches. You're not going to win them by, uh, you know, point one, point two, point three. Uh, but you're going to win them because you have been in intimate relationship with God and you're going to hear God speaking to you and say, I want you to say this and this to your workmate, or I want to say you to say this to one of your neighbors, or I want you to do this, lay hands on them and pray for them. I mean, God can direct you like that. This is called intimate relationship with God, becoming the gospel. So uh, it says, and those who know him, here's that word know again, intimately, uh, their God shall be strong, 
shall have a strong relationship with God and carry out great exploits. God will begin to use you. Strong here in the Hebrew means that feet will be set in cement and be immovable. Okay? So just think about that. When you come to that, you know, when you have a good relationship with a person, really, nothing can really separate you from that relationship. I mean, people can come and talk about that person. They can say that person said this. But if you have that relationship with God, you know that person. I had a situation uh, a while back where um, I heard some stories about a real special friend of mine. I knew that person. I, I knew him. And I, and I said, I told my wife, I said, no. I said, that, that's, not, that's not happening at all. I said, I know that person. You know, we, we have a relationship. We have an intimate relationship. And so I said, you know what? He's my friend. I'm going to call him. I called him on the phone. We had a long conversation, and I found out all that was being said, okay, was a lot of, and I guess this is a down east word, malarkey, okay? And wasn't true at all, okay? All right, so, uh, and then, and so, so you see, you will, you will come to know God in that relationship, all right, and, and you'll be able to um, express yourself and step into the, literally step into the mind of God because he'll share his mind and his heart with you and he will confide in you and have faith in you that you will do what he says he will do, okay? Ephesians 6.10 says, finally, in other words, insofar as the challenges of life are concerned, my brethren, that's talking about the whole church united as one, be strong in the Lord. The strength as the Lord himself can furnish. And in the power of his might, that's God's kingdom authority, and that's another lesson altogether, okay? God's kingdom authority, dominion, and majesty. Do you understand that you can operate in that capacity when you spend time with God. I mean, there, there is a relationship that you just know God, that God knows you, you are in love with God, and nothing can persuade you. I mean, three Hebrew children, I mean, they went to the fiery furnace knowing that God would protect them, okay? And so the word intimate means, okay, most private or personal, closely acquainted, most inward, very close, romantically involved as a husband and wife relationship, more than a mere acquaintance. So to intimately know God leads to rest and in turn gives you peace, which enables you to flow with God. Do you hear that word? Flowing with God. However sad to say, many saints only have an acquaintance with God. That's sad. We don't trust Him. That's, that's why people can walk away from God. That's why people can give up church because they don't know God. You know, when you come to know God, and believe me, I've been through the mill, but when you come to know God, it isn't God that you turn your back on. That's when you cry out to Him and you come close to Him. It isn't God, why did you do this to me? You begin to understand that God is your intimate friend, that He's the Creator, and that He loves you. All right? So we're going to continue with this, and we're going to talk about the fact of an intimate relationship with God that you can have. And uh, 
And like I said, some saints don't have that. But you can. God is no respecter of person. If you want to persevere, and if you really want God, you can have God no matter what people say, no matter what happens to you, no matter what comes against you, you can have that intimate relationship with God. You may have to walk with God at times all alone. But if you have a relationship with God, you'll walk with Him alone because you won't be alone because He'll be walking with you. Amen. We're going to uh, come to a conclusion so we can have a word of prayer uh, here. And I just, uh, I'm so glad that you're tuning in. I hope you're getting something out of this because we really, uh, I'm enjoying uh, teaching and I'm enjoying sharing with you today. And let's make it a earnest, honest um, desire of our heart and activity of our life to get close to God. I'm telling you, there's a wellspring of things and information and uh, that is waiting, just waiting for us as we delve in to the blessings and the intimate relationship with God. God will share with you. God will speak to you. I challenge you to try it. Get alone with God and say, God, here I am. Not for what I can get out of you, but I want to have a relationship with you. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, for another lesson and another time to be together. And we ask you, God, we really, truly desire. That's our heart's desire. Everything else in this world, Lord, let it grow strangely dim that we might see your glory and grace and have it reflect, reflect on us and through us, we pray. Lord Jesus, that I may know you is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. This episode of In the Study was taught by Reverend Dr. James Hurd. Director, Alec Leathers. Producers, Tim Leathers and Alec Leathers. Associate producer, Michael Newman. Recording and engineering by Michael Newman. Edited by Alec Leathers. With special thanks to Tim Foster and Gabriel Leathers. In the Study is a Church of Life and Praise production. To watch the video version of this podcast, click the link in the description. To find out more about our ministry and how you can get connected, visit us at churchoflifeandpraise.com or follow us on Facebook. Facebook.